What's up everybody, Ted Forbes here. Welcome back to the Art of Photography. In this video, I wanna do some updates to our Contrast side project. And if you're not familiar with what this is, Contrast is a side project that I'm going to do that I envision as being more of a magazine type of content. Um, I love producing videos and we do a lot of that here. And there's certain things if you're doing portfolios or if you're doing some kind of written interviews that don't fit as well into the format here as they might into a different kind of format. And so Contrast is a little bit of an experiment of a side project that I'm thinking of as being an online magazine. And I've done several shows on this now, and if you wanna go see the others and some of the past updates, I'll put a link in the show notes so you too can check that out. Uh, but anyway, it's been exciting, and one of the things I've been thinking through the last couple weeks is whether or not if this is gonna be an online magazine, if it could also be maybe a quarterly print magazine. And I've been round and round with this, and some of you guys have left comments and left wonderful suggestions on here. And I wanna give thanks especially to my friend John Mason in Atlanta, as well as Dave Bias, who I got some really good um, constructive um, inspiration and some possibilities from those two guys. And you know, the, the problem is this, when you do a print publication, all of us as photographers would really like to see a nicely done print publication, and I want to do that, but there are a couple things that are scaring me off. Number one, a lot of people have suggested, why don't you try Kickstarter for something like this? And Kickstarter gets a little bit complicated. You don't start a business on Kickstarter. You can finance a project or a product on Kickstarter. So if we financed the first issue, let's say, or maybe we financed the first four issues or something like that, you're left with one, a crowdfunded thing. A lot of people also view Kickstarter as being like a store and it's not really a store. And if you're trying to build a business around something, I'm just not completely comfortable with the idea of Kickstarter for this. Um, and so I, there are other things that we can do and other things that I want to explore with it, but I think that's kind of the crux of where my feelings are with that. Another thing that has gotten me ridiculously scared is the last time, well, I went to Barnes & Noble the other day. We still have a Barnes & Noble here in town and I wanted to go get some inspiration and look at some kind of smaller art magazines to see what people were doing. And just walking up to that shelf kind of freaked me out because the way they have it in Dallas is they have this big section of, of books for the art section, and magazines, I mean. So there's your magazine rack, it's a whole length of the wall, and this one little section is the art section, and it's photography, and it's interior design, and it's graphic design, and it's illustration, and it's everything. And these magazines, there's like a thousand of them all just crammed in there, and they're all sitting on top of one another, and some of them falling behind. And there were two magazines I was looking for. They said they had them in the inventory, but then they were like rumbling around trying to find them. And I thought that just the nightmare of trying to run a print publication. And so where I am with this is I've, I've been trying to think of ways that this still could be done because the whole idea is to have something that's in print. Um, that has a certain beauty to it, um, the photographs that we reproduce in there. And all the thinking I've done is like, well, wait a minute, let me pull back a little bit. One, why does it have to be a traditional magazine? Because then I'm gonna have to be in charge of like subscriptions. I'd like to do this without advertising in it. You're into another business there and that would detract time from doing these shows. And so that makes me concerned too. But what if we did this? What if we went forward with Contrast is an online publication. So it'll be a website, we, I've given you the address before, it's contra.st, spells out contrast. And so you can go to the website, we'll have all the content there that will be available for free. And we'll feature photographers you may not be familiar with, we'll do some community stuff in there to feature people who watch the show, that submit work, and I'll work all that out between now and the fall. And that's what I'm planning on doing is launching in the fall. The other thing I like about that is I need to get used to doing producing this kind of content. And if I bite off more than I can chew with this whole print side, 
uh, that may be disastrous potentially. So we'll start that way. And then what I envision doing is maybe we'll do, I guess for lack of a better word, an annual or something that comes out once a year. And this will be a bigger publication that is probably thicker and nicer and more maybe like a book than a magazine. And I'll find a way to get that printed. And maybe what we could do is do some kind of crowdfunding or a way people could pre-buy it uh, before we print it. And I'll make sure I have all my numbers together on what exactly that would cost. And then that content would be just kind of a nice way of wrapping up what we did in the other four issues. I don't see it being duplicate content. I see it being additional content and a really nice way of bringing things together. And we could do these maybe once a year and that would be a better way to start this. So what we're gonna do is just that. Um, Squarespace are nice enough to have helped us out with this, so we're gonna start this as an online publication. Uh, the content is gonna be great. I've got a lot of cool things in store, and I don't wanna give that away yet because I want it to be a surprise when we're ready to do that. So that will launch in the fall. And then after we have a couple issues under our belt, that's when we'll start the print process. And I'm still excited about doing the print thing. I just want to do it right. And for me, I just have a high standard of what that is. And the problem is, is it becomes expensive. And if you're trying to figure out whether people would pay to do that or not, I mean, that's where it becomes, you know, kind of a little bit hazy and a little bit nebulous. And what I don't want to do is start a business and go immediately into the red and have that consume my time and cause a stir with that that attract or detracts from the time I spend doing the show. So I think this is the best fit for everything is we'll do that once a year thing where we do an annual publication that comes out that you can purchase that's a print edition. Um, it'll be slightly different than what we've had on the website. It may be additional content. It could be extras, something like that. It'll be something special. And because I want to communicate what I mean by special, what I want to do today is I want to show you guys, I have bought a lot of really cool boutique art zines over the last couple weeks. And I want to share with you some of the cooler ones. Some of these I've had in my collection for a number of years and another one I just picked up recently that in my mind have set the bar for what a print publication needs to be in terms of the print quality, in terms of the paper it's printed on, in terms of the way it feels, the, the amount of content that's in there. And I want to give shout outs to a couple of these people because I found some great stuff. And I want to share with you guys what that bar is for me. So if we do this one year publication rather than try to go all out and do four a year or one a month or whatever, I, I, this is the bar that I want this to set. Too. So without further ado, let's go over and take a look at some art zines. I'm gonna show you a group of magazines that I've found that I'm drawn an enormous amount of inspiration from over the last couple weeks. And some of these have been in my collection for a few years like this one. And the, this is, believe me, this is culled out of a very large stack of stuff I've researched. But the reason I'm calling it down to just these is, is what I find impressive about the three publications that I'm gonna show you is that they're done by small groups of people and they're done at a really high quality and I'm sure these people are on limited budget, but they make it happen. And they're not corporate magazines. These are very much art zines. They're very boutique, and they're really along the lines of what I'm holding my standard to. And if I'm only gonna produce one of these a year, if that's all I can do, then it has to be at least this quality. And these are all people that have been an enormous inspiration to me. Brooks Jensen, uh, many of you probably know who he is. Uh, Lens Work is a photography magazine that's widely available. And Brooks does a really nice audio podcast as well. Uh, Brooks Jensen is one of my heroes. I, I think he is absolutely amazing at what he does. And he's done a tremendous job with Lens Work. And if you just look through here, they've obviously ironed out the printing, but this is only a handful 
handful of people who put this publication together. And the image quality in here, and I don't know if you can really see this from the video or not, but it's extremely high quality. And for a magazine that's not a very large size, you need that kind of resolution, I think, and you need that kind of print quality. Um, these are print, and uh, I guess the best way to describe it is, you know, when you're printing color, there's, um, you know, usually four pigments that are used to mix the various colors. Well, these are done in kind of a duotone or a tritone where they use actually different shades of black and white to achieve the look that they get in here. And you do notice a big difference the way the, the work is printed. Um, and it looks absolutely stunning in here. And so, like, you know, when I did my little demo pro experiment with Blurb, I did not have this high quality on it. And I just think that you're going to need that. I know this is only a few people are going to be picky enough to really notice and care about a difference here. And a lot of people are just going to be looking at the content. But I want to make it the best it can possibly be, and Lynn's work is outstanding. The only beef I have with Lynn's work is they do need a little help in the graphic design area. You know, the interior of this is, has kind of a formula layout that works, um, but you know, the design it lacks a little bit desired, especially when you get into the extras and stuff that you can you can do with Lynn's work. It's a little zany, uh, but you know that's I probably shouldn't have even mentioned that because I, I'm Brooks Jensen is a hero of mine, and he puts together such a wonderful publication and, and what I like that Brooks does very best is that he's an excellent person to be doing interviews he understands photography he knows it inside out he does really really good interviews with these photographers the work and the photographers that he selects to be in this publication are top-notch and the publication itself is top-notch too now they are doing some printing services so that could be a possibility if we decide to do an annual book and um, anyway so that's that's a possibility so that's Lynn's work and I want to kind of cover a couple others here this is a really fun one. This is a magazine called Emigre. And Emigre uh, is, is now, they're, not, they're no longer doing this magazine, but this was a very important zine at the dawn of desktop publishing. So if you're thinking like in the 90s, so mid 90s to late 90s, uh, Emigre was a uh, designer duo out of California. Um, and they produced this magazine as almost kind of a punk rock answer uh, to what was going on in the commercial printing. The fact that now you could design something and produce it on a desktop and you didn't have to do uh, you know, these big expensive mock-ups and, and the way we used to do graphic design work. And so th this is one issue. Th there's a whole bunch of them and they're very collectible now and they're out of print. I bought this one back when it was in print and I have a couple of them. And some of them go for a lot of money now. They're very collectible. They, this whole series is in like SF MoMA's collection. It's very significant. And I'll put links to these in the show notes if you want to check them out. This is Immigrant. And the reason I pulled this one is this one I like because the print quality on here is really interesting. This one they did uh, a series where they would do it, it, a lot of the photography that was featured in here, a lot of graphic design work that was featured in here, and then they did a couple issues where they featured bands. Now there is no format to emigrate. Every issue is completely different. Um, it's kind of like McSweeney's if you've ever seen McSweeney's, which is a literature magazine. Every issue look, is like a book. It's just designed completely differently and they tell a different story with it. But these two that they did with bands that were really cool, this is the um, Acid Gospel Experience with Scenic. And what they did is they included a CD, so you had the music component. The whole thing here is just this card, it's a cardboard printing, but it has kind of a coolness to it. They used all their own fonts that Zuzana Lico designed uh, for Emigre, their font house as well. And then this is not an expensive print job here, and they did run a couple ads in here, but they're nicely done, but you can see the photography. But it kind of works because the lo-fi print quality on this 
worked with the cardboard box and the CD. So there are ways, um, this is where a good graphic designer comes in, to understand how to produce a magazine of a different kind of quality. And I think that this one was just outstanding. Of course, they would also feature fonts that they designed in here as well. So there's, uh, there's a lot that goes on in these magazines. But this was, this was a really important zine for its time. And I think in terms of graphic design and even photography, even though it's not as known in the photography world, it's more known in the design world. But from a photography standpoint, it was really interesting to see a lot of the work that was produced in here. And uh, it, they just did an outstanding job. So it's, it's not an expensive publication, uh, this particular issue. Others were more lavish. It just depended. Everything was different. And I, that was an idea that came through my mind at one point, too, is I really like that in a magazine. Why does everything have to be formulated? Can you do things that are different? And Emigre was, was outstanding. So I highly recommend checking out Emigre, even though it's harder to find. The last one I want to show you is a magazine that's currently being produced by a duo out of Brooklyn called The Great Discontent. And I have nothing but the utmost respect for these people for producing this magazine. This was indeed started on Kickstarter a while back. And I believe they're on the third issue is the latest. I don't believe the fourth is out just yet, but they are producing this. And it is not produced monthly. I can't remember whether it's quarterly or what the, what the deal is on this. But the Great Discontent started as a website, and what these two were doing for graphic design uh, is a it's not dissimilar to what I've done with the art of photography. Um, they feature designers, they feature kind of cultural leaders, icons, um, and they've gone ahead and produced a number of issues, and I back-ordered uh, issues two and three through their website. Uh, issue one is out of print now. And uh, anyway, it is just absolutely magnificent. And they have gone into the print world. And so they've worked with, um, with an old friend of mine, Frank Chimero, who's a wonderful uh, graphic designer. And you can see that even as, con as far as content goes, they branched out just a little bit from just graphic design. So we have music in this issue with, with Iron and Wine. But the paper that this is printed on, the quality it's printed at, the design layouts, the typography, um, the photography that's in here, uh, the kinds of people that they've covered and, and, and talked to. Here's a uh, feature on an artist. The lay layouts and spreads, the typefaces, everything is just so beautiful in here. And they have done an absolutely outstanding job. And what I really like about this is they're just like you or me. I mean, it's just two people who had a passion for graphic design and wanted to make it a reality. And God bless them, they've made a magazine and they're going strong. And uh, this comes out, I believe it's four times a year. And I guess the great, great discontent is probably the one I was impressed with, like what I would envision if I were able to do a magazine, it would be like. And I just think that being by myself right now on this and uh, not having the help on it and, and having a full-time job doing the videos that I produce, um, this kind of humbled me a little bit because this is not easy to do, folks. This is brilliant work. Uh, it is just gorgeous. Uh, the layouts, the spreads, and like I said, I will link up to everything in the show notes. This is not an expensive publication. Here's an article on a photographer named Andre Wagner. It's really cool. Uh, he does really interesting work, but you know, so here's a photography spread. This is the kind of quality you need. Um, it's also interesting that the paper quality changes depending on this went to a gloss and some of these other pages are a matte finish. Very, very well done, very well thought out. Uh, just everything, all the details are crossed in here and they've just done an outstanding job. I'm gonna link up to these in the show notes. This is a $20 magazine. I, I can't believe they got the cost down that low and they're able to survive. I mean, this is a, a, a pure passion project. Sorry, US is 25. 
23 euros, 17 uh, pounds, or Canadian 29. Uh, but still, it's very affordable, and you can order these back issues off their website. And I would recommend you guys go do that, um, if not consider a subscription, if you're interested in graphic design and cultural topics and things like that, because the great discontent is just, you know, I took one look at this and thought, well, that's the magazine I wanted to make, and they've already done it, and they really have. It's just, it's just gorgeous. I love the layouts, I love the spreads, I love how they've done everything in here. It's just absolutely beautiful. So anyway, so that's kind of what has led me to my decision right now. So what we're gonna do is I would like to do a print version, but it has to be this quality. It has to be on par with these. It can't look bad. Um, this is the only way to do it as far as I'm concerned. And some of you probably think that's probably way too anal retentive and ridiculous of me to think that way. But you know, if you're gonna go for quality, you gotta do it right. And so I think the best way to do this right is to be able to start with the website and then we will move forward from there. And so what I'm thinking is at the end of the year and we could consider a Kickstarter or some way of funding it if, if I can't think of anything else. But anyway, that's what I would like to do is, is actually uh, work through this and do it on this level. And we'll, do, we'll start with an annual publication and it'll be a little bit different content than what's on the website. But the website will be the main thing for now and we will look at and consider a print publication as we move along. And once again, all these are linked in the show notes. So uh, Emma Gray, Lens Work, and The Great Discontent. And I know this is a random kind of assortment of little art zines, but uh, I wanted to look at all kinds of different things. I didn't want to just look at what photography magazines were out there. Um, obviously there's some great photography magazines that are out there, but the, you probably already know those, number one and two. I want to show you what the little guy's doing and just completely rocking at, and it's amazing. So just in case you guys haven't seen it, uh, this is the website, um, and once again, that URL, and I'll link it in the show notes as well. It's going to be Contra.st, and it is up and live right now, and I showed you in the last video when we covered Contrast um, how I did this, um, but basically it's just a notify me, so if you want to get on the mailing list, so you'll know exactly when it's going to come out. I'm actually going to start sending some little preview updates to reward the folks who have signed up for the mailing list early, but uh, just hit the notify me button and sign up. And then I showed you in the last video how we did the little blog section on here, and I talked a little bit about the printing process and I'm gonna do another one and update what we've talked about today with some of the other zines we've looked at um, but once again I do want to remind everybody that the entire website in this project is sponsored by Squarespace and they have been a longtime supporter of the show uh, Squarespace does a lot for a lot of photography shows and they are wonderfully supportive and they make it possible for a lot of people to make content including me and uh, hats off to Squarespace and I love their platform if you need an online website online online portfolio online store, anything that's online, Squarespace probably have you covered. And uh, one of the things that I'm going to show you how to do today that's very cool, because I've been working on some of the people I'm going to feature in the first issue of this magazine and how galleries work inside of, um, inside of Squarespace. And I want to show you how this works, because it's really cool. There's essentially two ways that you can create a gallery. Galleries can be page types, and then galleries are also available as blocks. And I want to show you what the difference is on those, because I think it's pretty cool. So if I go in here, and I'm going to create a new page here and you just click on one of these plus signs and here's all your page types you can do a regular page a product page you can do a folder an album whatever you want to do I'm gonna select gallery and now what this does is it makes the entire page a gallery and I can give this a name I'll call it my gallery and uh, once I am ready there it's going to say hey this collection is empty add some photos and I want to show you how easy it is to add photographs to your Squarespace website. So if I go to the desktop, I do have some sample images in a folder. I'm gonna go ahead and grab all of those and I'm going to click, drag and drop 
So once all of the images have been uploaded, which they are now, Squarespace has handled everything. It uploads the images. I throw big images at it, and then it just goes ahead and it does all the resizing behind the scenes. So it makes sure that everything displays correctly, whether you're on a retina screen or a mobile device or a standard screen or whatever it is that you're looking at your website on. So the second way we can add a gallery is to use it in the context of a page. And to do this, we use what Squarespace called blocks. And so let me show you how this works. If I go back to pages, what I'm gonna do this time is I'm going to create another page and let's just do a standard page here I'm gonna call this test page and uh, we're gonna put a gallery on this page now the way it works is this I need to go into edit and I need to create some content here so let's just create a little placeholder I'll say these are some images of flowers whatever you would write hopefully a little more uh, poetic than that and I'm gonna go ahead and uh, you can hit save if you want but you're gonna also notice that when I hover over you're gonna see these little teardrops out to the side Squarespace call these insertion points. And what I want to do is if I want to insert something into those points, so that could be text, it could be a gallery of images, it could be an audio file, a video. Let's go ahead and click the second one in there and it brings up my content blocks. And this is kind of the core of Squarespace. There's different blocks that do different things. I could put more text in there. I could put one image. I'm going to select from gallery down here. Let's do a grid and see how that works. And so what I'm going to do is once again, it gives me a little thing that says you need to upload some images. I'm just going to give it four images this time. So once everything is uploaded, I can go ahead and click save and we have just created a gallery block I can go in here and if I hover over there's more insertion points and I could put more text in here to describe things and you can go ahead and say right here and let's just do um, some Greek text there and we'll say save and uh, that will go ahead and save the page and now we are set so that's how you create a gallery as a block and so they're two very different things a page gallery and a gallery block and there's many options as to the look and feel that you want to have to these what you how you want it to work within the context of your website and sometimes being able to do those smaller gallery blocks is a really good way to go or if you want a whole portfolio of images where you really don't want a lot of text anyway there's multiple options in here and I think that's what makes Squarespace so cool if you want to try Squarespace out they are offering a free trial right now and they don't require a credit card or anything and in fact just go over there sign up for the free account and start making some stuff you get a free trial on it and if at the end of the free trial you decide it's right for you and you want to build your own website with Squarespace I can save you a little bit of money if you use an offer code at checkout and that offer code is AOP it stands for the art of photography that is offer code AOP so once again big shout out and thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring not only the art of photography but for donating the web space for contrast I'm really excited about building on this platform and uh, it just couldn't be easier and it allows me just to write content and make cool stuff Squarespace handle the rest anyway we'll be covering these as we go so once again another special shout out to Squarespace and thank you guys for watching I'll see you all in the next video later